0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. I'm going to bring to you the word of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can get your Bibles out or your phone or your iPad, whatever you use. Amen. Amen we're going to go to John chapter 3. We're also going to go to 2 Corinthians 5 and Romans 12. So John 3, 2 Corinthians 5 and Romans 12. But we're going to start with John chapter 3. Very familiar portion of scripture. Amen. 3, 1 through 7. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. mother's womb and be born and Jesus answered verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born of the water and of the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit marvel not that I said unto thee you must be born again amen amen Jesus said you must be born again. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses seventeen through twenty-one. Second Corinthians five, 17 to twenty-one. Verse seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. No say new creature. new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled." us to himself by Christ Jesus Christ and hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead. That ye be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Finally, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. I said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Today I want to preach to you on the subject beyond the metamorphosis. Beyond the metamorphosis. Let's all pray and ask the Lord to be with us today. God, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can be in the house of God, honoring you, Lord, on this first day of the week. We pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you would bless your word to our hearts, God. We need to hear from you. God, we can't go a week, we can't go a day, Lord, without hearing from your word, without hearing from you, Jesus. We pray, God, speak to us, Lord, speak to us in a mighty way that we might live for you, in a closer relationship, Jesus, than we've ever done before. God, we love you, Savior. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's keep clapping our hands to Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Beyond the metamorphosis. Amen. One of the wonders of nature. Amen. One of the wonders of nature is how an ugly caterpillar transforms into a beautiful butterfly. Amen. How many has ever, do you remember learning that in school? Just the wonder of it. Just how in the world can this be? Because very few other creatures in the world go through this type of transformation where they uh start as one thing and then they transform into another thing and they transform into another thing and then another thing (laughs) it's just it's just crazy to to think about it but it's beautiful too especially the end result right when you look at a butterfly as long as you don't look at them too closely um (laughs) just how beautiful they are right their their wings how big they are and they they're colorful and they flutter and and uh, just it gives I don't know what it is about butterflies they just give you a peaceful feeling they just they're just beautiful amen and it really is a miracle how a uh, heavy and slow and creepy crawly worm-like creature uh, Mm -hmm. like a caterpillar can become something so totally different right I mean it just it's a transformation it's a metamorphosis there's there's Obviously, no better word to describe it than that, a metamorphosis. There are four stages of a butterfly's life, and I want to go through them. Let's pretend we're in grade school and in science class, and and we're learning about butterflies. But uh, there's four stages of a butterfly. Number one, they they are an egg and really small, about the size of a pinhead, if you can uh, think about how small one of these butterfly eggs are, and they're usually clustered in a, in a bunch of eggs together, and uh, a butterfly just lays all these eggs, and there's a bunch of them. And then there, uh, there's the next stage, which is the caterpillar stage, um, what, what's also con- called the feeding stage, and then there's the pupa, the transition stage, and then there's the adult, the reproduction, reproductive stage. And so during the egg stage, the adult female butterfly lays many eggs on plants so that some of them have a better chance at survival, right? We know that many things can happen to these eggs, that, um, you know, the weather, we know other uh, creatures can come and eat the eggs and we know that a lot of things can happen so they lay many eggs on the plants so that, usually on the leaves of plants so that, you um, that some of them may have a better chance of survival. And eventually that egg will become a larva or a caterpillar and will grow from the size of a pinhead to over two inches long in just a few weeks. Isn't that crazy? Just the size of a pinhead to over two inches long in just a few weeks. And to do this, it will have to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, right? Sort of reminds us of us a little bit. (laughs) Where we just love to eat. Praise God. We're like that caterpillar. And when the caterpillar is fully grown, it will stop eating and become a pupa or a chrysalis. And that chrysalis looks like a cocoon, right? And it hangs off of a a branch or, or, uh, you know, a a plant. And then it just processes. And this process lasts between 5 and 21 days. A lot of things are happening in that little chrysalis during those 5 to 21 days. The cells within that cocoon, uh, like sac, are literally transforming into legs and eyes and and other parts of the butterfly antenna. And then the wings eventually form, right? And they're just stuck in that animated state or, or inanimated state for a while, right? Until it's ready to, to come out of the cocoon, to come out of the chrysalis state. And the adult female butterfly begins to fly right after it breaks free of that, uh, looking for a mate so that it can lay eggs. And so the cycle, the cycle of life, the circle of life, the circle of, no. Uh, <laughs> the, the life cycle begins again right? So that it can lay eggs and then it starts over. Praise God. But isn't that awesome how that can be? How that life can be created and then it transforms and it transforms again until it gets to the point where it's this gorgeous, beautiful butterfly that's not meant for the dirt. That's not meant for to be just on the ground. It's meant to fly and to be free. Praise God. And it's a very, very uh, close approximation of how we should be in this life amen amen but the wonder of the metamorphosis is not merely limited to the physical nature of butterflies and moths and so forth the bible speaks of trans of transformation using the greek word metamorpho so that is the word for transformation metamorpho And uh, in fact, there are four instances in the New Testament where this term is used. Two of them are in the Gospels when Jesus took Peter, James and John to the Mount of Transfiguration. Do you guys remember remember that story? And they saw Jesus being transfigured into some kind of glowing, angelic type being. And he was there um, talking with uh, Isaiah or... Two of the prophets, oh, Moses and Isaiah, I believe it was, or Elijah. Yeah, Moses and Elijah. And um, they were just in awe at this transformation that Jesus underwent. And Peter was like, come on, you guys, let's make three tabernacles. We need to worship because this is just so unbelievable what we're seeing right now, this transformation. Um, the third reference is used in Romans 12, 2, and we read that verse when Paul speaks about about not being conformed to this world, right? Not being like this world, not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's the second time or the third time that metamorpho is used, and uh, we, you know, that just stresses to us that the importance of being transformed or being metamorphosized, right, uh, from this world into another creature so that we the way to do this is to renew our mind and we'll get into that a little bit more a little later and finally in second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 paul speaks about being transformed into the image of the lord jesus christ and it's worth reading in second corinthians 3 18 i have it in the new american standard bible but here it is Uh, but we all with unveiled faces looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and being transformed into the same air image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's our goal, right? That's what we want to be. We want to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what we want. That's why we're here. That's why we're still here on this earth is so that we can undergo this same transformation. Amen. Into the image and the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. God, I want to be metamorphosized. God, I want to be transformed. Amen. However, you can infer spiritual transformation in various other places in the Bible. Amen. Even though it doesn't use that word metamorpho, we know that there's other words, other Greek terms, amen, used to for change, used for just this Uh, crazy spiritual transformation that can take place in people's lives. Amen. And specifically, we can look to John chapter three, three, and we read that. Amen. Where Jesus talks about being born again of the water and of the spirit. Hallelujah. So that you can enter the kingdom of God. Amen. In other words, you cannot simply enter the kingdom of God just as you are. You can't just walk in and say, I'm here, Lord. I'm. Um, where's the kingdom? I want to get in. You know what I mean? You can't just show up just as you are and, and enter the kingdom of God. I know that goes against some songs. <laughs> I know that <laughs> come just as you are. And we can. And when, when we when we go to the cross and when we're when we when we repent, but you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless something happens first, you can't just talk your way into the kingdom you can't just barge your way into the kingdom you can't just say lord i deserve to be in the kingdom therefore get me in the kingdom amen you can't even you, there's just no way you can do that amen why because of what jesus said amen you, a transformation has to take place before you enter the kingdom of god Amen. You can't even see the kingdom unless you are what? Born again. Unless you're born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. You can't even see the kingdom of God. God won't even let you see it until you're born again until you've been baptized in Jesus' name, until you're filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. Those are the things, hallelujah, that that take place in your life, that transformative power of God that takes place in your life that gets you into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. That's why I never believed in that. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, and then you're born again. No. Because that's not the Bible. Amen. Some people say, well, all I have to do is believe. And then all of a sudden I can enter the kingdom. That's not what the Bible says. Because that's not transformation. Belief belief in something isn't transformation. There's got to be something spiritual. There's got to be something dynamic. There's got to be something (laughs) something powerful that takes place in your life. In order to get into the kingdom of God, in order to see the kingdom of God, you have to have a transformation take place in your life. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 And it's not just a good feeling. Oh, I feel good. I went up to the altar and I prayed a prayer. I feel so good. That's not the transformation I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jesus Christ coming and living inside of you. And there's an evidence of it. There's a powerful blessing and anointing and tongues. Hallelujah. That comes into your life. Thank you, Jesus. amen. Amen. A transformative power. Hallelujah. Not just you uttering some words. Amen. Paul further hammers this homeless concept in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. I love the King James here because it's, he says you are a new creature creature some versions say you're a new creation and that's great you can be a new creation but i thank god we can be a new creature amen that means the old man the person that i used to be amen is dead it's he's dead and gone and the new man has risen to walk in newness of life that's a new creature amen it's not just john 2.0 Hallelujah. It's not just a new version of me. It's a whole different thing. It's a new creature. It's a new creation. Hallelujah. God has metamorphosized you into something totally different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not just an updated you, a happier you. (laughs) Right? It is a whole new you. Amen. Amen. You don't think the same. You don't go to the same places. Why? Because God lives inside of you. Hallelujah. There's something different. There's something different about you. Amen. Amen. If anything describes metamorphosis, it's that verse right there. You're a new creature. Amen. Before we knew Christ, before we came, he came to live inside of us and filled us with his spirit. We were like lowly caterpillars, right? We were eating dust and dirt. Hallelujah. Simply feasting on the worldly desires of our fleshly nature. We were destined to live a life of sin and just living according to our desires, living according to the sin nature that was in our life, much like Adam was cursed to till the ground because of sin. So we were like lowly caterpillars destined to crawl on the dirt our whole lives as punishment for our sin nature. Amen. We were like that caterpillar. I said we were like that caterpillar. But God, hallelujah, I said, but God in his love and mercy gave himself for us. Amen. He died on the cross so that you and I could live, so that we could be transformed, so that we can grow wings on our back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, so we wouldn't have to live this life, amen, on the ground, on the dirt, hallelujah, we can rise, hallelujah, I said we can rise, here's the deal, if you're not born again of the water and of the spirit, then you really aren't transformed, amen, you're not really transformed. God can't take you and shape you and mold you the way He wants to, to be like Him until you are transformed. You have to go through that born-again transformation process. You've got to be, you must be, Jesus said, you must be, Jesus said, born again. Born of the water and of the Spirit. But when you make that decision, when you completely surrender your life to Jesus, hallelujah, And you turn from your past and face Him fully. That's what repentance is, right? That's what baptism is. It's the remission of sins when He washes away all of your sins. Hallelujah. Amen. God will save you. He will transform your life. The old man will die. That old caterpillar will die. Hallelujah. And the new man, that beautiful butterfly, will rise to walk in newness of life and newness of life hallelujah why because god wants you to fly you were intended to fly i said when god created you he created you to fly to rise above this world amen Amen. Amen. hallelujah hallelujah but if it was all about the metamorphosis from a caterpillar to a butterfly then God would have simply taken us to heaven once we were saved. Amen. Let me say that again. If it was just about being transformed from a caterpillar into a butterfly, then why didn't God just take us as soon as we were saved? Why didn't He just take us to heaven? Right? Boom. We got the Holy Ghost. Boom. Got baptized. I'm ready. Take me, Jesus. (laughs) Take us to heaven already. Why do we have to live in this pit (laughs) why do we have to live in this world amen and the struggle and the death and the covid and the this and the that and the division and the struggle and everything right why why do we have to continue why can't god just save us and take us to heaven and and we can enjoy that marriage supper of the lamb hallelujah (laughs) that's what i'm looking forward to praise god (laughs) praise god hallelujah amen (laughs) but obviously that isn't what God wanted right he wants us to live in this world he wants us to rub shoulders with humanity he wants us to go to work and get up in the morning and meet people and 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 influence other people and be in their lives right God wants us to be here for a reason amen why because there is life beyond the metamorphosis there's life beyond acts two thirty eight. amen i know that sometimes we just want to end there yes hallelujah we've got the holy ghost Got baptized boom it's done heaven praise god but there's life beyond it right that's why romans 12 2 says be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the what renewing of your mind it doesn't say renewed mind Right. When we get the Holy Ghost, I thought our mind is renewed. Yeah, it is. All of a sudden we start to think differently. All of a sudden our spiritual eyes are open and we see the kingdom of God for the first time and we're different. We're changed. Amen. But are we perfect? No. Are we sinless? No. Do we struggle? Yes. Are there thorns in our flesh still? Yes. Are we still influenced by the world and by sin and by the sin nature? Yes. Amen. But our minds have been changed, but we can't just leave it there. We can't just renew our mind just once. It's said by the renewing of your mind, hallelujah, by the renewing of your mind. That means you've got to renew it every day. That means when you wake up in the morning, hallelujah, you've got to renew your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you really want to see that transformation, if you really want to see what's beyond the metamorphosis, you've got to keep renewing your mind. Because it's a process. Transformation is a process. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-and-done thing. It's not a been-there, done-that. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a process called sanctification. Everyone say sanctification. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's concerned about your sanctification, but not just you, a part of you, not just your spirit, not just your mind. He's wanting you to sanctify wholly your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body. You're like, God doesn't care about my body. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He cares about what you do with your body because you live in this physical world. You walk and move in this physical world. Yes, you're in the kingdom of God, but that kingdom of God is an invisible kingdom. Hallelujah. You walk sort of both worlds. Amen. We're still in this life, right? We still have to answer to our boss, even though they have a bad attitude sometimes or whatever, right? (laughs) And you're like, you can't just speak in tongues right at him and say, I got authority. No, you can't do that. Come on. (laughs) Right? That's why why Paul said we've got to be sanctified wholly. Not only our mind, not only our spirit, not only our soul, but our body too. Amen. That's why we shouldn't put junk in our body, drugs and alcohol and all this garbage into our system that could negatively affect it. Amen. Because God is trying to sanctify us. God is trying to make us holy. God is trying to make us righteous. God is trying to purify us. God is trying to get us ready. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Sanctification can be defined as being set apart, right? Or to be holy. But it's more than that. It is the process by which we become more and more and more like Jesus Christ. It's a process. It's not just a one-time flip-the-switch thing. All of a sudden, bam, you're holy. You're perfect. Amen. You're just ready for the streets of gold. No, God has begun a transformative process in your life. Hallelujah. He wants to change us. He wants to make us more and more like Jesus. How many want to be like Jesus? I want to be like Jesus. I want my mind and my heart to be transformed so that I'm like Jesus. And it's not just a one-day thing. It's a lifetime thing. It's a It takes a lifetime, amen, to become more and more and more like Jesus. It may start out with the question, what would Jesus do? And I know that was a hip turn back in the 90s, so I'm dating myself. What was what would Jesus do? WWJD, right? People wore bracelets and were dorky and all that. Amen. <laughs> but that simply just means. You're mimicking Jesus, you're copying, copycatting Jesus, right? You're saying, what did he do? OK, I'll do that. What did he do in this situation? I'll all do that. And it's without understanding. You may not understand why Jesus did that or why Jesus acted that way, but you're just mimicking him. You're just obeying. Hallelujah. Where we want to. And that's a great place to start, by the way. Amen. Because we don't have a lot of knowledge, right? When we come into the kingdom of God, it's all new. It's all brand new. It's, It's awesome and beautiful. But we don't have a lot of knowledge to back us up we don't have a in-depth word of god understanding right of who jesus is and and doctrines and all these things and how the whole old testament leads to the new testament and and the sanctification all this kind of all these concepts of who god is right we're just a baby in Christ and so we got to get that understanding but a good place to start is obedience a good place to start is you know what if it's in the it fits in the bible I'm just going to do it no questions asked right because I want to try to get to that place of understanding but until I get to that place of understanding I'm just going to do it because I have faith in God that he's not going to lead me in the wrong place in the wrong way and yet it may go against your flesh but I'm just going to be obedient to god but where we eventually want to get to in this life that we're living is what not what jesus would do but what would jesus be amen i want to remember i don't want to just act like jesus to act like jesus that's not the song to act like jesus on earth i long to act like him no (laughs) that's not the song the song is i want to be like jesus that's my being. That's my internal spirit. That's my soul. That's my desires. That's everything yes. within me oh, wants Lord. to be like Jesus. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So to be like Jesus is not to not to go out and buy a donkey. I want to be like Jesus because he rode a donkey, <laughs> <laughs> right? I want to wear sandals everywhere because that's what Jesus did, and I want to be like Jesus, so I'm <laughs> going to wear sandals everywhere I go. <laughs> right? No, to be like Jesus is to have the life you have now and be like Jesus. What would Jesus be like if he had your job? What would Jesus do if he had your boss? How would Jesus respond if he had your car? <laughs> right? Right? Today. To really be like Jesus, not just to act like Him because He lived 2,000 years ago. He didn't have the internet, right? He didn't have all these crazy technologies we had. So does that mean we can't really be like Jesus because He didn't have those things? No. No, because His Spirit lives on, right? His Word is still pertinent to today. Amen. It's everlasting, Amen, (laughs) hallelujah. God's word applies to our our hearts today more than ever before. Amen. So maybe Jesus didn't have Facebook. Yeah, he for sure didn't. (laughs) Right? Or Twitter, or for sure he didn't have TikTok. Come on. (laughs) All this tomfoolery. (laughs) Right? Who knows how Jesus would have responded to all these things that we're facing today, like craziness, right? But there are principles in the word of God that we can adhere to in this life today. In 2021, we can look to the word of God and become more and more like Jesus so that we can respond to the things that are hitting us and bombarding us every day. How many believe that? Amen. 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 But to get there, it will take becoming a disciple, a true follower of Jesus. We're not just paying lip service. I said, we're not just playing lip service to Jesus and saying, I believe in God. Hallelujah. That's it. No, I'm a disciple of Christ. I follow after him. I listen to his voice. Amen. Ultimately, I want to be like my master. That's what the disciple discipleship was all about, right? You wanted to step by step learn from learn at the feet of the master so that why so you could become like your master. And that's what I want to do. I want to yes. be like Jesus. Yes. So to be like Jesus, I've got to be a true disciple. Yes. Amen. And so we start with obedience, right? That's where it all starts. We've got to start with obedience. Amen. Obeying God. And then we pro- progress to submitting to God. Amen. You may say that's the same thing. No, it's not. Submitting to God oftentimes requires us to, amen, even though we don't agree with it, we're going to do it. I said, even though we don't agree with it, we're going to do it. We're submitting our will below the will of God, right? Obedience is just, you could just blindly obey and like, just do it. Just do it. Who cares how I feel? Just do it. But there are times, there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to be challenged to obey, right? That's submission, that's when you're like, I don't agree, I don't see it, I don't understand it. Why, 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 why I don't want to do it? Because I don't understand it and I don't I don't believe it, right? But submission says, you know what, even though I don't understand it yet, even though I disagree, gritting my teeth, I'm gonna do it anyway. That's submission. Because that requires humbling yourself, right? That requires humbling yourself and saying, God, I don't understand it. I don't understand pastor what he's preaching here. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it because I am submitted. So you graduate. You graduate from obedience to submission. Amen. So what's beyond submission? Understanding, right? God has a reason for the why he does things. And sometimes we don't understand it now. But we can understand it later. Sometimes we understand it because we went through it and, like, oh, now I see. (laughs) Now I understand why God was doing that. Now I know why I lost my job. Now I understand why I got sick here. Now I understand, right? All of a sudden you're like, because if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. And if this wouldn't have happened, then this didn't happen. And and so you start to get understanding. You start to study the word of God more. You start to understand God's motives and why he does things. And he looks at the long game, not the short game, not my comfort right now, but my salvation later. Right. Hallelujah. And so we start to get understanding. We start to get understanding of what God's trying to do in our life. Amen. He's molding us and he's making us and he's shaping us. And it's not about my comfort. It's not about my happiness right now. But it's about my salvation. It's about my growth. It's about my maturity. My God. It's about where he wants me to get to. That's when we start seeing a growth in our lives and a maturity in our lives, and and it, it's not just obedience and not, it's not just submission because now our we're willingly stepping into the abyss, we're willing step willingly stepping into the test and the trial and saying, God, I don't know what you've got for me, but I'm in for the ride. Let's do this thing, God. Let's do it, God. That's more than submission. I said that is more than submission that is like that next level, that next step of of having the understanding that God wants me to get to that place over there. And in order for me to get there, I've got to go through this here. That's that understanding. And finally, there's that next level of the process of sanctification. And that is accepting and incorporating His will in your life where you're just accepting his will as it comes you're going through open doors as they come you're you're shutting doors that are that are already closing right and you're saying god here we go click i'm shutting that door here's an open door over here i'm going there boom that's that next <laughs> that's that next step of just accepting the will of god and incorporating it into your life hallelujah and you're finally Becoming like Jesus, right? Because that's how Jesus acted. That's how he was. That's how that was his being. That's that was his motivation. He was just walking and doing the will of God wherever he went. Right. Hallelujah. And that's ultimately where we want to be. Much like Romans 12 two speak, spoke of being transformed by the constant renewing of your mind. So we can prove, understand and accept and incorporate God's will in our lives. Amen, amen, in Jesus' name. Let's receive it right now. Come on. That is being with Jesus forever and ever. That is the marriage supper of the Lamb. That is, amen, no more dying, no more crying, no more sorrow. Everybody will be happy over there. That is beyond the final transformation. Amen. The suffering of this life The suffering that we go through, the pain, the sorrow, the anguish, lost loved ones, this and that, is not worthy to be compared to to the glory that is beyond the next transformation. There is a next transformation. It's when we're caught up together with Him in the clouds to be with Jesus forever. But beyond that is millennia after millennia after millennia of time being with Jesus Amen. In heaven, together with those who have gone before us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That is the final transformation, and that is beyond the final transformation. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.